Being a good father does not come easy to men. Our sinful, selfish nature needs training and instruction because by nature we can be impatient, angry, and even vengeful. We are called to imitate Christ in all things. This is what it means to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Jesus. With this in mind, Paul tells us, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. It's interesting to note that Paul does not give the same instruction to mothers. As fathers exercise their authority and give leadership in their homes, they are to be mindful that their authority is to be used lovingly and gently, but firmly, just as God is loving and firm with each of us. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome again to Cross Church. Great to have you here. And again, happy Father's Day. Uh, let's celebrate it great for our fathers this morning, everybody. And uh, again, my name is Chris. Privileged to be part of the staff here at Cross Church. And if you're new here or been here a few times or joining us online, it's great to have you with us today. Uh, well, before I move on, I just wanted to say again, Pastor Allen is away for a little bit. Uh, we really miss him around here, but he'll be back soon. Let's pray that he'll have a great time at his pastor's conference as he'll be refreshed there and uh, be energized as he plans for the summer series that he's working on as well as he prays and prepares for that. Well, through this month of June, we've been talking about God's will for the family in the book of Ephesians. You know, the book of Ephesians really is such a wonderful letter written by the Apostle Paul. Paul first came to preach the good news there in the city of Ephesus on his third missionary journey. A few years later, he was in prison. And you know what? Don't let that fact just go in one ear and out the other. Remember, Paul is in jail. Paul writes a number of letters to churches through uh, this time, including the Ephesian church, while he is in prison. You know, amazing how really nothing deterred Paul from focusing on being purposeful with every moment. And really, that's an important point I want to talk about this morning, making life count for God moment by moment. Making life count for God in all that we do, no matter what we are doing. You know, the Apostle Paul seemingly uh, didn't take a break much at all, or if, in, if, if ever. Uh, we never read of him thinking he needed to focus on himself, uh, get himself through the very difficult times that he was facing. Uh, he didn't write these letters only asking for everyone to feel sorry for him, to have pity on him, to just pray that God can help him through it. Paul's focus through his entire Christian life was a life of faith. And what is faith? Pastor Allen always says, believing God and doing what he says, right? Not just believing in God, but taking God at his word. Truly believing God, believing what he says and submitting to him, obeying him no matter what. Life is better when we are obedient to Christ, isn't it? Wanting to do what God wants to do all the time, letting the Holy Spirit guide us and direct us, allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us to be a living and breathing ambassador for Christ. 
And really knowing that when we do obey, even when we don't understand what God is up to, God's plan is perfect, isn't it? His will and his timing are perfect. And he will take care of us. He won't abandon us. He will carry us through. You know, Paul writes in the Philippians that we can do all things through Christ who will give us the strength to do whatever he has for us to do. He will help us make our life count moment by moment if we let him. Well, back to the book of Ephesians. So the first three chapters of Ephesians are filled with praise, filled with adoration, filled with wonder and rejoicing in the gift of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Paul is really sharing the good news, the gospel message so clearly in this letter. And Paul has spent quite a bit of time in Ephesus and the church really, really grew while he was there. And now he writes back to the church, don't forget, while he's in prison, he writes to encourage them about what a blessing it is to be part of the family of God. And as members of God's family, he is reminding them, and he's reminding us as well, that when we turn from our sin and recognize we need a Savior, when we submit our lives and put our faith in Jesus Christ, we become God's children. And we are now the sons and the daughters of God. And as God's children, we are now given uh, various responsibilities inside of that family. So today on Father's Day, I'm focusing on being a dad, a, a godly father, a godly father figure, a godly example to those in your life that you have the responsibility to lead and to guide, and the serious responsibility to show the love of God in all your words and all your actions, we need to focus on the importance of making our life count for God moment by moment. And again, I'm emphasizing fathers today, but of course, everyone here can be blessed, can be inspired and challenged by the word of God. Now, first, just listen to the encouragement Paul writes about the good news as he walks through what God has done for us through his son, Jesus. Paul writes, starting in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, he says, we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased us, he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. He has showered his kindness on us along with wisdom and understanding. In chapter 2, he says, once we were dead because of our disobedience and our many sins, all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. Our very nature makes us subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Verse 4, he says, But God. You know, don't you love those words? But God. It means God is stepping in. God is at work and he is doing something. But God is so rich in mercy and loves us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And of course, these very well-known verses in Ephesians 2, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for it. It's a gift from God. Salvation is a reward for the good things, or is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about our own accomplishments. And then in chapter 3, verse 12, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. We can have a personal relationship with the Almighty God. Isn't that just thrilling? 
You know, to end chapter 3, the first half of Ephesians, which is all about the gospel, listen to Paul's passion here. Again, even while he's in prison, he says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all, what all God's people should, which is how high, how long, how wide, and how deep his love truly is for us. May you experience the love of Christ, though it really is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness and life and power that comes from God. You know, this is our deep desire here at Cross Church for each person, from infants all the way up. We want to see lives transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit and grow in their faith in Christ. And so today, if you're a father, this is our first and our foremost goal. As leaders in our families, this has to be our daily focus, moment by moment. And of course, for each one of us, each doesn't matter if we're a staff member, an elder, uh, each member, each one who attends or listens online. As you reach out to God, desiring for him to forgive your every sin and take them away. As you believe God and submit to him and allow the Holy Spirit into your life, you will be changed. You will be transformed. Praise God. We need to make the Lord everything in our lives, don't we? And truly grow deep in Christ Jesus and grow strong in our faith. This is what every father needs to be desiring. This is what every family truly needs, doesn't it? A father who is determined to follow Jesus, who is determined to make life count for God, moment by moment, and to lead their families this way, to teach their children to live life this way. Verse 17 again says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down to God's love and keep you strong. We as fathers need to grow, as, as the old chorus says, deep, deep, down, down into God's love. Isn't that true? We need God to be our anchor. We need God to be the foundation in the leadership of our families. And again, that we would desire to make God count in our lives moment by moment. And, and may I add that this is why we pray for those being persecuted for, the faith, for their faith around the world. And we basically pray this very verse, that they will be so firm in their faith that they will be able to stand against whatever comes their way, whether it be imprisonment or even losing their life. Even in such difficult trials, we pray that those being persecuted for their faith in Jesus would have such strong roots in Christ that their lives truly would count for God moment by moment. You know, a number of years ago when I was working for Samaritan's Purse out in Calgary, we had a very special guest come and speak to us. And his name was Pastor Sammy Dagar. I don't know if any of you have heard of him before. But Pastor Sammy leads a church in Beirut, Lebanon. And let me tell you, that is not an easy place to preach the gospel. Well, that little talk that he gave us that morning, probably around 2008 or so, I've never forgotten it. He said, as a father, every morning their family would have breakfast together. He would read the Bible, and each and every morning he would pray. And he would ask God for his strength 
moment by moment. He would pray for supernatural strength for each of his family members. He prayed that their roots would grow deep down into Christ, into God's love, and it would keep them strong. And he would thank God for the blessed assurance, the blessed hope of heaven, because, listen to this, Pastor Dagar told us that every single day, because of the violence that was happening in Beirut, because of the persecution happening there, he and his family didn't know if they would see each other again after that meal if they would ever have breakfast again together. He didn't know for sure if they would see each other again. That's how much violence and persecution was around them. Can you imagine being a father in that kind of circumstance and having the strength to lead? Pastor Sammy allowed his roots to grow deep in Christ, and he taught his family to do the same. As a father, his goal was truly to keep his family focused on the main thing, to know Jesus and to share his love, to live for Jesus, to trust him every moment, to make life count for God moment by moment. Pastor Sammy was purposeful in his relationships, his responsibility with his family, to make sure they were centered on God, even in such difficult circumstances, and that they had the blessed assurance of heaven, of eternity with Christ. Then, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. This is the depth of faith that we want to have in our lives, or should want to have in our lives, especially as Christian fathers. And again, this is our prayer for each one of you here at Cross Church. May we truly, genuinely experience the love of Christ, which is too great to fully understand, isn't it? May we, especially fathers today, take this message seriously. Set an example for your children. And it really starts with relationships, doesn't it? Life as a Christian, as a Christian father, has to be about relationships. So dads, it's important to make time for their band concerts, for their school events, uh, just spending time with them at home, having meals together. That is really, really important. And it's so important, the most important thing is to have time in God's word and in prayer. Fathers are needed in the home more than ever before. Isn't that true? As Dennis, when he preached a few weeks ago, he said this world is really bent on destroying the family and destroying the role of the father. You know, I read an article this past week about the extreme importance of at-home dads, involved dads, It's talking about the United States, but we all know Canada isn't much different. Uh, Professor David Papineau of sociology at Rutgers University, he says, the percentage of American children living apart from their biological fathers over the coming years will reach 50%. He argues this massive erosion of fatherhood uh, contributes mightily to the many major social problems of our time. Fatherless children have a risk factor of two to three times that of father children for a wide range of negative outcomes, including greater risk of drug and alcohol abuse, mental illness, suicide, poor educational performance, teen pregnancy, being involved in criminal activity. And listen to this, 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. When we are separated from God, The only outcome is that we are going to be headed for destruction. Both here on earth 
and for eternity. A life that is not surrendered to God has no hope. But thank God for the good news. Amen? The hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Paul finishes this first half of Ephesians with these great words. He says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power that is at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is the power of the gospel at work in us. Paul is so excited, so overwhelmed with joy for what Christ has done for him and in him and through him. And all the while, he is in prison. That is the power of Christ at work in us, isn't it? No matter what the situation, we can truly have the joy of the Lord in us. We see what Christ has done for us, and all else falls by the wayside. Thank God for his word, and thank God for the Apostle Paul, for his example to make the most of every moment. He's encouraging, inspiring, he's praying, he's trusting God, teaching those in his care. He did not waste time. He made the most of it and wanted to make sure that others were impacted by the love of God. Now, Christians in those days lived through much persecution, and he wanted to make sure that people were saved, that they had the hope of eternal life with Christ. You know, life is fragile at the best of times. And Paul knew the dangers that the people faced in those days. They faced much persecution, as I said, and he wanted them to be strong. He wanted them to be ready. Fathers, let's really look at Paul's example and take it to heart and make it our main goal to know our families are ready for an eternity with Christ. So this kind of sums up the amazing first half of Ephesians. It's all about the gospel message and the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. And now the second half of Ephesians, chapters 4 through 6, it has a very clear transition. It's linked by a word that Paul uses very purposefully, and it's the word therefore. And I'm sure you already know, but whenever you read the word therefore, you need to clearly read and understand what it is therefore, right? And in this case, it is there to transition from the explanation and the joy and the excitement of the gospel message to how we can now live it out. He writes to the Ephesians, and again, and to us, how the gospel message should impact and affect every single aspect of our life story. We see, even in prison, Paul was making the most of his time, wasn't he? He was focused on the importance of making life count for God, moment by moment. He truly wanted to know God more and make him known to others, to help others grow in their faith. Now listen, you heard the story I shared about Pastor Sammy Dagar as a father living in the dangerous city of Beirut, ministering there and pastoring a church. He took advantage still of every moment, taught his kids, and lived out God's purpose for him under such treacherous circumstances. And we heard the terrible effects of children growing up without a father. Paul gives glory to God because only God is able through his mighty power at work within us to truly give someone suffering for their faith in prison while facing persecution. Only God can give us strength and power, as Paul says, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. 
dads, the, the Holy Spirit within us should impact us at the very core of our being so it also impacts those around us. In our neighborhood, in our workplace, in our church, and again, most importantly, in our own families. And listen, if you're at the point of life where you're past having this kind of impact on your children, why not ask God how you can still speak into their lives, have influence in their lives, share the good news with them, help them in their parenting, get them on the right track with God at the center, or help other people you know, spend time in prayer for them. Pray the Holy Spirit would impact their hearts and minds and open their spiritual eyes. So again, in this second half of Ephesians, Paul starts off with the big word, therefore, he discusses how we can allow the gospel message, allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. So here we read, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. You know, I love how Paul says here he's basically begging the Christians to make their life count for God, which in turn will impact others uh, with the love of God. And, you know, I can kind of understand what Paul is feeling here because in a way, really, when you're up here preaching, we want people to get it. We want people to understand. We want people to take the message and to do something with it. We want people to apply it to their lives and ask the Holy Spirit to help them change and become more like Christ. So my prayer for each of you uh, is to really listen to God's word. Listen to the message. And listen, it's not for my sake. It's not to make me happy, but so that you will make every effort to truly lead a life that's being transformed and changed. And dads, you will take seriously, or more seriously, this calling on your lives to be leaders, to lead your family to Jesus Christ. It's so important. The lives of your family is at stake. Their eternity is at stake. And again, we can all take this message to heart. Let God speak to you. As Paul says, he says, I'm begging you, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning. And this morning, while I'm talking mainly to dads, we continue on in Ephesians, and we see Paul's main message from this point on in the last few chapters is, in fact, for men. In Ephesians chapter 5 and 6, you see that there are four verses that are for women, four verses for children, and ten verses for men. Men truly do have the most responsibility to be leaders in their households, leaders for their families. And therefore, men are given the most instruction. But right at the beginning of chapter 5, here's what Paul writes, before he even gets into discussion about men, women, and children. Here's what Apostle Paul is once again encouraging us to focus on. And I'm going to add my own little emphasis here for for today. So Ephesians chapter 5. Fathers, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Fathers, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So be careful how you live, fathers. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Fathers, 
Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand, fathers, what the Lord wants you to do. Being a father, but how much more as a Christian father do we need to be disciplined day in and day out? We really need to be on all the time, really, as it says. And this can only be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. The living like Christ is not possible in our own efforts. Paul says in verse 16, make the most of every opportunity. You know, how much time is wasted by each of us when we think about it? Even the most careful planner. I heard someone say that, in a sense, all time that is not spent in spiritual development in, in some way is really wasted time. Now, listen, I'm not saying we should never uh, take a break or have time away with recreational purposes. You know, we need, we need that time. But really, even in our recreation, we can be centered around God, can't we? Just like our work can be centered on pleasing God, doing it for God, doing the best we can. I was talking to Nick Hack the other day about camping, and he said that he plans for devotional times uh, throughout his time camping, focusing on God. So even though the main purpose really of camping is to get away from everyday life, uh, but it's not to get away from God. God remains at the center. And now here's a verse that we've all heard before. Dads, you've heard this preached on many times. And it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, I often like to refer to the Amplified Bible version. And here's what it says in the Amplified. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Now, as you heard at the start of this message in the video, being a good father doesn't come easy or naturally, does it? We can so easily be impatient we can so easily get angry when we don't feel like we're in control. And did I say we can be impatient? <laughs> and by the way, just to clarify what is meant by provoke, it is basically when someone pushes someone else's buttons, uh, which results in the other person eventually reacting, usually in a strong, unwelcome way. Or simply when someone deliberately makes someone else annoyed or angry or resentful. So dads, uh, sometimes... We can push our kids too far, can't we? And maybe we're not realizing, but I think if we are truly honest with ourselves, we, we know what we're doing. It's part of our inability to handle our own frustration or anger. And over time, it can build up into a deep-seated resentment in our kids that can eventually boil over. You know, whatever the case may be, the reason simply is because we are letting our sinful, selfish ways rule our behavior. Well, Thank God that in this same verse, Paul really gives us the antidote for how to avoid this disastrous way of parenting. Paul says we need to bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, this sounds very nice, makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, we should be doing this as Christians, of course. But I think we way too often take the full meaning for granted. 
and we fail to fully grasp the gravity of not raising our children in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Susanna Wesley, the mother of Charles and John Wesley, way back in the 1700s, uh, they have this quote from her, and she says this about raising children. The parent who studies to subdue the self-will in a child works together with God in the renewing and the saving of a soul. Solomon wrote in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. We are talking about the eternal destination of our children here. What could be more serious than that? And the parent who doesn't train up a child in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, well, Susanna says, not as tactfully as I'm going to say it, she says that parents, fathers, leaders in the family, those who neglect the seriousness of their child's faith are leading their child to eternal separation from God, eternal destruction. Now listen, no parent, no Christian parent wants this or purposely does this to their child. But like the analogy of the frog in the boiling pot, I'm sure we've all heard that before, slowly, one day at a time, little by little, we don't take it serious. We let them watch shows that we don't screen first or we let them hang around with friends that we don't know anything about. We don't address stuff they come home with from school that doesn't line up with God's word. We allow them on screens and we don't control what they're looking at. We don't look at issues with a God-centered worldview. And most importantly, we don't pray with our children. We don't read the Bible or discuss godly things. And suddenly, they're teenagers, they're adults, and they're acting in ways we just couldn't have imagined a few years ago. Fathers, the key to bringing up your children, it doesn't end with tender and loving discipline and instruction. It ends with being founded and centered on God. The entire raising of a child has to be of the Lord. And the good news, with the Holy Spirit at work, it's never too late. No matter how old they are, don't give up. Their eternity is at stake. This is how serious it is. Listen to these words from John MacArthur. He says, Everything parents do for their children is to be of him, of Jesus Christ, period, full stop. It has to be based on the teaching of God's word. And it has to be done in the power of the Holy Spirit, done in the name of Jesus Christ and to the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. So dads, this is a mighty, mighty challenge for us. And for moms, grandparents, father figures, leaders, but dads, this is seriously calling us out, isn't it? This wonderful letter to the Ephesians ends by talking about how we all, but I'm focusing on dads here again this morning, how we can be best equipped to do this important work of raising children, influencing children with the gospel message, the good news. Paul writes, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, he says again, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, you can stand. 
And then he says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Wow, this is our challenge, fathers. We have to, have to understand we can't fight this battle ourselves. We can't bring them up tenderly with loving kindness, with discipline and instruction without its foundation being on Jesus Christ. We can't fight this battle ourselves. We need to put on the whole armor of God, of the Lord God Almighty. And we don't just fight for ourselves, do we? we go in, who goes into war uh, to fight for themselves or by themselves? Put on the whole armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, we may be able to stand our ground for our family, for our loved ones. And when we stand our ground, our prayer is that our family will be able to stand their ground in Christ as well. Again, going to the Amplified Bible, this verse says, Therefore, put on the complete armor of God, so you will be able to stand successfully and resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger, having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, and listen to this, victorious. Fathers, when we are in heaven one day, we want our loved ones there, we want our families to join us there, don't we? And as Christian fathers, we want to see our children there. So to see them standing there with you, firm in their place in heaven, victorious in Jesus Christ. You have to fight this battle now, every day, moment by moment. We can't be complacent to the seriousness of this battle. Raising kids to get a job or to take care of themselves is an accomplishment of, us, of itself, and it, it's a good one, but that's important. But even more, you know, that, those things really pale in comparison to raising your child to have true faith in God, to be assured of their salvation, to have the blessed assurance of their eternity with Christ. I read somewhere that someone who avoids the battle or, or should I say, pretends to avoid the battle, they are not interested in this armor because they are not truly engaged in the war. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your hearts, fathers, mothers, grandparents, all of us. We are engaged in a war. Whether you think you are or not, we are a serious war. Dads, put on the whole complete armor of God and let's lead our children to true Victory, victory that's only found in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, of the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, you are the most important Father in our life, our Heavenly Father, and we praise you and we worship you this morning. We thank you for all you've done, for the strength that you give us, the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit. I pray this morning that as we celebrate dads today, it will be a great time of getting together, remembering, thanking them. Lord, I pray for those especially that have lost their dads, those that have lost them recently, that you will comfort them, be with them, give them a great sense of your peace. And Lord, I pray again as dads, as fathers, really for all of us, that we would take seriously this call in our lives to live for you moment by moment, not fighting this battle alone, putting on the complete whole armor of God and being used by you to make a difference in the lives of those around us.
I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Man, God bless you this morning. Thanks for being here. Happy Father's Day.